Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. If we could break every single stereotype, even if it's about gender, um, social, economic background, religion, race, all of them, because we're just flesh and bone at the end of the day. If we could just break every single stereotypes and just look and talk with someone as a human being, I think that will be um, it. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other things, not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Okay, we've had a problem here. This is Houston, say again, please. Welcome to the Space Junk Podcast. I hope you enjoyed last week's guest appearance from Luke Pringle, the 16-year-old student who spent a week doing virtual work experience with me and the podcast. But it's me, Annie, back with this week's episode. Now, here at Space Junk Pod, we've been very busy putting together some official merch. If you would like a three-layer fabric face mask with optional filter pocket, handmade by me while editing podcasts, or a mug with the Space Junk Pod logo on it, then head to www.etsy.com slash shop slash the Space Junk Pod. Now to the podcast. In keeping with the Gen Z theme, today's guest is 17-year-old gender activist Selin Ozanaldum. Selin is from Istanbul in Turkey. She's an absolute powerhouse, and I was thrilled to have her on the show to talk about space, her work with women in STEM, and why she does what she does. I began by asking Celine to introduce herself and what she does. Uh, hello, everyone. It's a pleasure to be here. I'm so happy. Um, I'm from Istanbul, Turkey, a 17-year-old gender activist. Uh, I'm the youngest representative of UN Women's Global Gender Equality Movement, Hiperşi, in Turkey, and also the founder of the First Girl Up Club in Turkey, which is a campaign started by United Nations Foundation to help girls build leadership skills. And also, I'm the founder of Girls to Code Turkey, um, the first Girls to Code team in Turkey. Um, and our main goal is to empower young girls to take part on the STEM field. I have recently been selected as uh, a member of Girl Rising's Young Leaders Task Force, and I'm really excited to join them also. I first met Celine earlier this year when she reached out to me to ask me to be interviewed on her IGTV platform, We Ground Zero, which is a reference to Generation Z, born at the turn of the millennium, and the way they are trying to create a better world from the ground up. Celine, tell us more about this project. Um, it's a platform called We Ground Zero, and I have started it um, during quarantine, during lockdown, because, you know, I have always wanted to have my own platform for sure, but never knew where to start, what to do, and also I've never really had the time. So being in quarantine, I had too much um, time in my hands. So I said, okay, this is like the perfect fit. And now um, I have started We Ground Zero, where we, um, also a friend of mine, uh, where we interview with people who, are, who have the vision, who think differently, who do things differently, 
and who want to be the change. Um, you know, successful people who can inspire our generation. Um, and we interview with them around 10 minutes um, and that's it. And um, our like main goal is to inspire and empower our generation. I was really humbled to be interviewed and it turned out when we were chatting after recording that Celine is really into space, which is one of the reasons she asked me to speak on her show. So Celine, what is it that excites you about space? Um, so I am a huge geek. Um, I have been, I grew up with a geek father and turned out to be an even much bigger geek. Um, so I have grew up with Star Wars and so many different space related movies and documents, <laughs> documentaries. So I knew that I was really interested in uh, space. And then uh, one day I remember seeing Scott Kelly on NASA's Instagram page. And I was doing like some kind of a quick research and found out that he is the astronaut who stayed in the ISS for like the longest. And he's very involved in the UN also. And at that time, I remember being extremely starstruck. I would just, I was obsessed with NASA and Scott Kelly. I would, I would just, and also SpaceX for sure. I would just look up on their Instagram, watch all the like YouTube videos, everything, read books about it. And I remember the moment where um, Scott Kelly returned to Earth and it was really early in the morning for me. And next day I had a very important exam. So if I was a normal person, I would just sleep and then watch the recording. But no, I woke up in the middle of the night and watched him return to earth live and then went back to bed and then went to my exam and then um somehow i don't know why um i couldn't really find the time or the resource to keep me going i really wanted to study astrophysics i know i knew that but um, I didn't know how to do it, especially being in Turkey. Um, so my, my interest was suddenly dis disrupted. But um, around one year later, um, my parents took me to um, Florida, US, where we went to NASA. And I remember being starstruck again, all over again. And my interest was definitely back. Um, I remember like crying <laughs> at NASA. I, I was just being, I was such a nerd. I would just look up to everything. I was just spending hours in NASA. I remember my brother being like, can we just go now? Yeah, these stuff, they're like cool, but I just want to go to Disney World. And I was like, no, <laughs> no, sir, we're staying here. <laughs> can we just sleep here? <laughs> and um, so I also went to SpaceX and it was fascinating. It was just amazing. And I knew that my blood, we have a saying in Turkish that my blood is boiling, which is like when you're super excited about something. And that was like happening to me. 
whenever I was doing something related to space, that was happening to me. It was a different kind of passion for me. I remember when I was in middle school, I would um, go to my science teachers uh, during lunch breaks and talk, talk with them about space. I would just leave my friends and go straight to my teachers to learn more about space. And as I said, this is a different kind of passion for me. And I definitely want to pursue that for sure. I'm really curious to know what your experience has been because we often talk about how it's very difficult for young women to break into the world of STEM and to study STEM related fields. And obviously I'm coming at this from an Australian perspective where I grew up and went to school in Australia. And so that's, that's my understanding, but tell me about growing up in Turkey, what sort of barriers, stand in and stood in your way in terms of pursuing astrophysics and your interest in space? I think there are definitely many, many stereotypes that we never talk about. Um, we just brush them under the carpet and never talk about them and act like they don't exist because if they do exist, we need a solution and no one wants to uh, air code um, waste time with that. Um, for example, I wanted to study astrophysics and I remember being judged a lot about it. And it's not only, for example, astrophysics, same with Star Wars, which is a space related movie. Whenever I tried to talk about that, um, and the connection with space of that movie, um, especially guys would just judge me and accuse me of being a fake fan, you know, just, you're just trying to be cool, you don't know about this, etc. And same with the STEM field and astrophysics, because it's the same mindset. It's just a different topic, but it's the same mindset that makes people think about this and makes, makes them uh, do the, these um, accusations. Um, so um, that's why I wanted to take action, even though I didn't really have time uh, to pursue my passion for the um, astrophysics, I wanted other girls to feel empowered and encouraged to take part um, on the STEM field. So with that, um, I have brought the Girls Who Code movement to my country and um, I am a part of the first community, first robotics competition, which is the biggest uh, robotics competition amongst high schools internationally. And um, I have partnered up with several robotics clubs to spread the word. And we had, we did workshops. We went to public schools to teach the basis of coding to young girls and teach them the fun side of STEM and science. What was the reception like when you were going into the schools and teaching these young girls the basics of coding and a bit about STEM? What sort of reception did you get from these girls? Were they interested? Were they, um, like, did they already have stereotypes? What did you find? Um, so it is very interesting because um, usually we were going to um, middle schools and I have seen that there were no such big stereotypes. Yeah, um, when we first entered to classrooms, boys were seemed to be more interested. But 
they weren't criticizing each other if a boy wasn't into STEM or if a girl was. And that was the moment that I said, okay, you know what, maybe these stereotypes are being created by the society as we grow up. You know, like these are, these little stereotypes, these little ideologies, they're like little seeds that are planted in our heads. And as we grow up, the seeds that are in our heads grow up with us. And they kind of create the mindset and the whole stereotypes and the gender norms. The feedback we have received was always amazing, always. Like when we first entered to classrooms, uh, we would always ask what they wanted to be when they grew up. And lots of the boys would want to be engineers and do something related to math, but girls weren't that interested. But after our, after like one hour of us explaining the real side of STEM, we, we would always see a spark in their eyes, a passion for this field, a passion for the unknown and what you can do with it. It's, it's just very inspiring. Why is it important to you to encourage women to go into STEM? And why is gender activism important to you? Yes, I do think women should be involved in STEM. And I don't understand when people tell me that it's not that big of a deal. No, because we're in 21st century and um, like it or not, STEM is our future. If you want to live in the future and do something good for humanity, you have to know STEM. You have to be involved in it. For example, computers, when it first came out, no one knew how to, um, you know, turn it on, what to do on it, no. But people had to learn how to, uh, how to work on computers. And now even we are still working on computers. Same with STEM. People are going to decline it. People are not going, people are going to create assumptions and stereotypes about it, but you have to break them because just like computers, you are going to use STEM every day, every single day in your life. And very interesting thing is you're actually using STEM in your life even right now. Everything we do is related to science. Everything that we do is related to math. And I think that is just very important. And when you empower women, you empower a nation. So yes, sir, we are going to be in the STEM field and we are going to be on the forefront. I'm conscious we've been going for a while. So I want to talk about how you and other young people are using space-based technology like the internet and social media and so on to change those societal structures or to, to challenge the ways that we see things. Because in a way, you know, you are, I, I think, like very inspiring and very brave in that you are stepping Thank up you. to the front of the forefront of what's possible with technology and sharing your views internationally and connecting with others. So I'd like to hear about how you're doing that and why you think that's important to do. So um, I think the very like basic and easy part is not easy, but like the most basic part is probably internet. 
as activists and as normal human beings, we use internet all the time for everything. And I think, um, especially being an activist, we use it um, even more. We use technology even more. Um, so everything we do is related to internet because what we're doing is trying to spread the word. And the best way to do is internet. And you have to keep up with the technology. You have to keep up because there are going to be different um, options for you and for your work, um, which was like created by technology. But if you do not use it, you will never know. So if you want to do something, you have to use technology. And recently, especially with uh, movements like Black Lives Matter or hashtag challenge accepted, we have seen that very clearly. Um, we have seen the power of internet and how activists can use it. And it's very interesting. It's, um, I have, there is like even um, a new term called social media activism, which is about um, everyone can be an activist who has internet. And with some parts, yeah, I do agree with that because you have to, you have the resources, you have the opportunity, so just take it. Um, but also, um, other than that, um, for example, robotics field, even though it's not directly related to technology, what I'm about to say is that um, we um, encouraged robotics teams to uh, have more girls on the robotics side of the team. Because when you look at um, different teams, even though they're like Turkish or not, the um, it's always the same. Boys are on the robotics field and the girls are on the PR side of the team. And we wanted to kind of mix that um, and we definitely want to pursue that. Um, but it's also a way to encourage young girls to take part on the um, robotics field. And, and boys have a big role in this because most of the time they're kicked out of the conversation related to gender equality and gender in inequality. So, uh, but if we want change to happen, we have to invite men and boys, which is what Kiefer she is doing, doing. And if we want to involve girls on the STEM field, boys who are in the STEM field already has to um, offer a hand. And that is like very important. And the power of that is like very underestimated because we, I have worked with lots of robotics teams and every time, whenever um, a boy who was, for example, a driver or a coder offered a hand to a girl, she wanted to take it. She took it. She took on uh, her chances. She, she accepted the offer because she wanted to learn something. They wanted to do something on STEM field. They were just waiting for the hand, you know, they were just uh, waiting for the offer. Celine, as a final question, I would like to ask, how do you personally find courage to keep fighting oppression and keep working in all of your activism? Being an activist, um, every day, day by day, you find something to change. For me, that is turning on the news. Every day, Turkish, Turkish people 
see a woman who was murdered by her ex, her husband, her father, with a black and white filter on the woman's photo. And um, that's why actually the hashtag challenge accepted was started. Um, for those of you who may seen on Instagram, um, that's how it was started to uh, raise awareness to this very important topic. And those news definitely give me the um, motivation to pursue what I'm doing. Also at the same time, um, I know that I am lucky. I am living in Istanbul. Um, I, go, I do go to a private school and I have lots of opportunities in my hand that not everyone has. And I feel like it should be my responsibility to give those opportunities to other girls also who do not have them, especially on the east side of the country. Girls are um, not going to school and they're like getting married, child marriages, and even they go to school, they're going to religional high schools and they're not going to universities. Those kinds of very difficult stories, whenever I hear them, I, am, I feel definitely motivated and encouraged to uh, do what I'm doing. And also my biggest mission, I would say, is that um, I want to be the voice of these girls who are not being heard, but also at the same time, I want to give them a platform to find their own voices. Celine, I am inspired all over again, and I would like to thank you so much for um, for agreeing to be part of my podcast and. Um, if anyone's listening to this and wants to find out more about what you're doing and follow some of your campaigns, where can they find you? Uh, on my Instagram, which is my name and my surname. And I have my email uh, on my Instagram also. Fantastic. So um, I will put a link to that in the description underneath. And um, if there's anyone out there who thinks that they can assist Celine um, in any of her various activities and or even with her dream to work for NASA and study astrophysics and work in the space sector, please get in contact and you can do that directly with Celine or you can contact me and I can pass that on um, because I think that that would be fantastic and I'm just I'm so inspired by this conversation. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me today. It you was are, great to have you on Reground Zero and now we're doing for Space Young. It's just amazing. Yeah, it's fantastic. How good is technology? How good is space yes. making all of this possible? Thank you so much, Celine. It's been awesome talking to you. Thank you.